In the news today, yet another round of severe thunderstorms wreaking havoc across the capital region. Well, today, convicted murderer Daniel Nellis scheduled for sentencing. Nellis found guilty of kidnapping and killing 21-year-old Michaela McVilla last fall. We've been, we're getting hit from every angle. We're getting hit with it on, a, on an immigration level. We're getting hit with it on a, on a basic middle-class working level. This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Thursday morning, everybody. Today is August 22nd, and I'm Jesper Ganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. All right, we got through it. I know it was a tough go when you hear there were nearly 61 storm reports from Wednesday, given it details the flash flooding, the torrential downpours that were blinding for drivers, or even those strong damaging wind gusts, unfortunately creating a lot of problems around town. It's going to be those cleanup efforts that continue today. Today's a better day by far when you compare it to yesterday's mess, but it's still a transitional Thursday. Because this morning, watch for that fog. The owners that fog phone, can be really dense in low-lying areas or even higher terrain. So if you drive through an area prone to fog, this is the morning that it can linger as late as 9 to 10 for some of you. But that sky already brightening up. That being said, there's still plenty of cloud cover. And as the day goes on, you'll notice it's that increase in some partly sunny skies, an increase in the mercury as we warm to 80 but today we wait for those dew points to drop. So it's still muggy this morning, but you'll notice a break from the humidity as this cold front sinks south. It's a gradual transition to becoming more and more comfortable later on. And while we're mostly dry, you can't rule out a spot shower or two this afternoon. And even south and east of the Capital District, we could see the chance for a shower or two this evening and thereafter through the overnight. We'll be watching it. No problems locally, but even downstate towards the Big Apple, there could be some heavier rounds of rain. But locally, we wait to highlight how sun-filled, beautiful, and dry Friday is. Guys, what you see Friday is what you get Saturday, Sunday, even Monday. We have four solid days to dry out, enjoy the sunshine, and a break from the humidity. Maybe a chance shower as early as Tuesday, but I think most of us, as we dry out tomorrow, really notice we don't have rain back until the forecast, until the midweek. That's a highlight. That's your updated forecast. Here's today's top headlines now. In the news today, severe thunderstorms again, right? Wreaking havoc all over the region. Crews worked awfully hard through the night to make sure power's restored to everybody. It was thousands at one point, now just hundreds of customers, and most should be restored by this morning. Floodwaters hitting Troy especially hard. Have you seen the video coming out of there? Federal Street was a river. Sage Avenue and Federal closed. Traffic advisories in place for other parts of Federal Street, Sage and Peoples Avenue, because the roads there severely damaged as that water receded. Crews working hard to make the repairs. Keep that in mind this morning as you head out. We'll be live with updates. Well, today, convicted murderer Daniel Nellis scheduled for sentencing. Nellis found guilty of kidnapping and killing 21-year-old Michaela McVilla last fall. He was also found guilty of possessing several guns. He faces up to life in prison. Depend on News 10 ABC to be in the courtroom. We'll let you know what happens. With the new school year upon us, a federal judge rules in favor of New York's mandatory vaccine law. The judge denying an attempt to block the new law that eliminates religious exemptions for those vaccines. The ruling comes less than two weeks before students are set to return to class. The new law could prevent around 26,000 kids from being allowed into school and daycares unless they get those vaccines. And tonight, Albany officials holding a public safety meeting to figure out what to do about dirt bikes and ATVs driving dangerously up and down the city streets. Police have been working to track down the dangerous drivers for months, but say it's often difficult to find them. If you're interested, that meeting starts at 5.30 this evening. And Saratoga Springs welcoming a new police chief. Lieutenant Shane Crooks appointed to that role. 
after 15 years with Saratoga Springs Police, several more at the Sheriff's Department before that. He officially becomes chief on September 7th as current chief Greg Veach enters retirement. Chief, thank you for your service. And hey, you going to Hamilton at Proctor's? It's in town until August 25th, the big Broadway show. You need a clear bag if you're going inside, though, and Proctor's making it easier for you. If you don't have one, you can pick one up at the gift center. Just about six bucks. They're dealing with those massive crowds, and they want to keep everybody safe, so they're asking that you use those clear plastic bags. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to highlight local students donating money for a great cause. Last week, the Catskill Elementary School Student Council presented a check of $1,200 for the Vietnam Traveling Wall Memorial Fund. The money was raised during their Memorial Day flag fundraiser, where they sold 300 flags and donated them to the town of Catskill Veterans Cemetery. What a great effort. Great job by those young kids. We love these stories of people giving back, especially our youngsters. So share these stories with us. All you need to do is send us the information and a photo to news at news10.com or put it on our social media pages with the hashtag GivingOn10 and we'll get it on air and online. In a long note on their restaurant's website, owners Lori Selden and Mark Young said they lost key members of their staff, in part because of deportation. They wrote, Many of those same culinary brothers who worked right beside us for close to 20 years have now been forcibly and violently ejected from this country, tearing out the very soul of our kitchen staff. But when I talked to the owners on the phone, they wanted to make clear that deportation is not the only reason for the Hudson restaurant's closure. We've been, we're getting hit from every angle. We're getting hit with it on, a, on an immigration level. We're getting hit with it on a, on a basic middle-class working level where, you know, people either have to have two or three jobs or they have to leave because they can't afford to live in where they're living anymore. Selden also noted that once those immigrants leave, their positions are very hard to refill. So there's always been immigrants and, and, and all the work that they do to contribute to the community as part of our lives on a lot of different levels. And suddenly you're just seeing that disappear and nobody's picking up these jobs. They don't want to do them. ICE has been seen enforcing federal immigration laws in Hudson, which is not a sanctuary city. It's a welcoming and inclusive city, and according to Brian McCormick, the executive director of the Columbia County Sanctuary Movement, there's a major difference. Uh, what that means primarily is that Hudson Police Department is prohibited from collaborating with ICE in the majority of circumstances. There are enumerated circumstances in which they are allowed to. Linda Musman, Hudson's fourth ward supervisor, is sad to see Mexican Radio close. I think a restaurant called Mexican Radio clearly is a target. The people that own the restaurant had clearly devastated their business and we're sorry to see them leave because they were, def they were somebody that contributed a great deal to our community. Not only great food, but created a opportunity for people to work and make a good living. Despite the controversy surrounding the restaurant's closure, McCormick thinks the city is making strides. I really do believe that Hudson is a welcoming city. Our, our movement has experienced a great amount of support from the residents here.
College is the best four-year span of your life. From the microwave bowl noodles and the laundry pods to the graduation cap and the diploma, it is quite the experience and the ride. However, that all starts with moving day. For any first-year student, you know, this is the moment of a lifetime. It's what they've been waiting their whole lives for, right? Going away to college, and, or as we say here at St. Rose, coming home. We really come out as a community, administrators, faculty, and staff, and certainly a lot of current students to help them move in, to have it be a quick and fun process, and to welcome them with great enthusiasm to the community of the College of St. Rose. And St. Rose President Carolyn Stefanko says that being one large inviting community is something they take pride in. From the time that we talk to prospective students, you know, sometimes starting in their junior year of high school, every encounter we have with them, we talk about our community, we talk about the College of St. Rose as their new home, and we talk about how we will support them on their educational journey. It can be a little nerve-wracking to be a first-year student, but for Virginia native Elijah Barb, he's got one thing on his mind. Definitely forgetting my degree and everything, you know, like actually being able to fulfill my dreams and everything. As a music industry and business major and new to the Capital Region, he says he's looking to explore connections outside the college and make the most out of the Capital Region. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to collaborate with other students here and uh, other like local artists and everything, get my name up here and uh, maybe I'll be able to bring some people up from Virginia to collaborate with some people up here, you know. I don't really know yet, but I definitely want to be able to collaborate with the locals and everything and get a vibe for like what's going on up here. Reporting in Albany, Ben Ryan, News 10, ABC. Do you enjoy starting the day with the Wake Up Rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or Wake Up With 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4.30.